0: to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning Super Bowl 50, I don't know, 7, I
1: don't know which one it is. Hmm. Um, I-, I wondered so Jay- if it was going to be a Super Bowl thing. <laughs> I-, I was I was debating whether to bring it up, because I know you said you were bored of football, and like everyone I know who cares about sports didn't give a shit about this Super Bowl. So.
0: Yeah, it's one of those ones where both teams are just kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, like okay. there, there was no, there was no underdog to mm. pull for. It was just uh, the people that won last year, and so, um, so they're both just decently good. Likes.
1: But it, it's it's not like a, you know are they going to stop the Patriots endless train of wins kind of thing or yeah. any like inspiring like this one? You know they got a player who just came out of college and they they're on their way up. None of that. Yeah, I'll put
0: it this way: the biggest storyline of the Super Bowl is fucking Taylor Swift. So,
1: yeah, um... I did hear. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I was playing Commander last what whatever weekend it was Super Bowl happened, and all people were saying was like, so I heard Taylor Swift's gonna be there because she's dating one of the players. Yeah, and like people had like Twitter accounts set up to track Taylor Swift's plane to find out when she lands in Las Vegas to get there for the. The football. Anyway, you you were gonna say something after the.
0: I mean, not not really. It's just the whole thing has been very annoying, and it all feels like a publicity stunt. Mm. Um, it's all a
1: big commercial for the Eras tour coming soon to Disney Plus.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 almost like it was a brand deal <laughs> between her and the NFL, but I don't yeah. know for sure. It's hard to it's hard to say with the. Uh, celebrities you know Mm. um Mm. like what's real and what's just marketing Mm. um but yeah and apparently it's become a whole political thing which i won't get into but that part is just very funny Mm. um but anyway uh we're on a weird one this week
1: (laughs) yep a slightly late episode and probably going to be on the shorter side because I have to pack up to go to Magic in an hour and a half and I have donkeys Yep. and we don't have much for topics so who knows what we'll talk about this episode probably Spider-Man maybe has there been anything I haven't seen Madam Web yet it is possible I I will see it this afternoon it depends if my group still wants to go
0: I've heard it was terrible. Like, it's not even not getting... even Morbius, oh. where people were like, it's a decent movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, actually horrible.
1: I mean, Rotten Tomatoes score is similar to Morbius. I have seen Morbius. It was fine. The best thing I can say about it is that there are some shots of Morbius in action that feel like, oh yeah, that's the character from the comic book. And that's Uh, you know that's like the minimum bar you have to cross to even be a comic book movie i think so yeah Yeah. um yeah i i mean i've heard it's a mess but i don't know i mean i'll see it at some point i don't know if it's gonna be in theaters or not uh dune part two is coming out soon i i knew it was sometime in march i didn't know it was march 1st so that's coming right up
0: Hmm. yeah how, how many movies is it gonna be uh, for Dune? Yeah. Uh, or are they, are they just like adapting so um, until they and, get there?
1: Well, 1 and 2 are the first book. Um, <laughs> the director has said that he wants to do the second book, which would be a third movie, and then he's not going to do any of the others, because they get increasingly absurd as it goes yeah. on. But 1 and 2 is kind of the like heroic story of Paul Atreides, with hints that maybe it's not all gonna shake out that great and then dune messiah the second book is like an epilogue set decades after uh where you start to see like the cracks are forming in this whole it's like yes he he became the new emperor of the galaxy that's not going to have any problems is it (laughs) and yeah
0: it's almost as if nobody has ever created a perfect political system, and mm. there are no happy endings.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of you know the interesting things about Dune. The, you know it's like ahead of its time in doing a sci-fi story that also uh, gets into the complications. You know that has that sort of cynicism to uh, you know yeah. all, all the factions and stuff. Yeah, and then it gets you know, stupid when it's like, okay, now Paul's <laughs> son has become the new emperor, and then he like fuses his blood with sandworm stuff and he turns into a sandworm man and lives for ten thousand years and there's like an underground resistance forming to overthrow him, but actually that was his plan all along was to teach people to fend for themselves by overthrowing his tyrannical sandworm ass. So yeah. Wow I haven't read, I'm still like halfway through the first book, because it's a slow read, but I've read all the imagine. wiki summaries, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's probably the right choice to stop after Dune Messiah, but it's kind of funny reading what kind of stupid bullshit they get up to in the, the sequels.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, from, from what I know, which admittedly isn't a lot, it, it does sound like, Like, there's a full story, and then after that it just kind of goes off into some bullshit.
1: Yeah, it just keeps going with more weird stuff, and, like, unless you really care about this world and the factions in it, you know, there's so many giant time jumps between books that you're not really following specific characters. Except for Duncan Idaho, because he keeps (laughs) getting, like, remade as a clone. Like, he's played by Jason Momoa in uh the first movie, and he dies in that movie, and I think there's a clone version of him that maybe shows up in Dune Messiah. I, I don't know if it's in Messiah or if it's after that, but there's, like, it, just clone after clone that they keep making of him. And it becomes—it's almost like a slave race of clones of Duncan Idaho. It—it's it,
0: weird. <laughs> when when you say the name Duncan Idaho, I'm just imagining a guy with a donut in one hand and a potato in the other.
1: Yeah. No. And yeah, the naming is real. You know, we've got like. Some names, you know, like the Harkonnens and the Atreides and these these names that sound, you know, kind of like a blend of, like, ancient Roman and, you know, sci-fi type stuff. And then you've got, char- you know, like, the main character's name is Paul. He, his bodyguard's <laughs> name is Duncan Idaho. His mom's name is Lady Jessica. Like, <laughs> we just got, like, just, it, you know, it's, like, Star Wars definitely had, took inspiration from Dune. So, like, having, like, your main character named Luke, like, that, you know, and it being on a desert planet. Like, that feels like it was just, like, oh, yeah, I read Dune. I thought it was cool. Um, I'm gonna take some stuff from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at Star Wars, it is basically just, um... It, like, it, it's a mix I mean, the, of jo- rip Yeah, you, George Lucas is very blatant about uh, Star Wars being heavily inspired by like stories he liked um, yeah,
1: it, it's like it's a blend of flash gordon and dune and um uh, uh john carter of mars uh, yeah just a, yeah those like pulpy sci-fi adventure stories
0: Yep, yeah, I, I wonder um what inspired disney star wars movies <laughs>
1: uh i think it was the original <laughs> star wars movies oh i thought it was money <laughs> well that's it I mean you you take the original Star Wars movies and then say how can we make this make money again and uh, you just remix the parts and throw in some you know stuff that you think will sell toys and
0: Star Wars the economy strikes back yeah Yeah, so that was 10 minutes about Dune what's next
1: (laughs) yeah I mean well and that was because we started we said we were going to talk about Spider-Man but madam Web- i haven't seen madam webb yet uh, yeah dune- as, as far as movies coming out this year the only like like the the trailer for deadpool 3 which i guess is called deadpool and wolverine uh just came out and it looks awesome um yeah and it's the only mcu movie coming in this year because uh, you know the strikes delayed everything but uh yeah i mean that one looks really good uh dune part 2 excited for that one um i kind of want to see sonic the hedgehog 3 it, mm. the other two i thought were they're fine um you know i'm not the biggest sonic fan but you know with how little else is coming out this year i'm i'm curious to see what they do with live action shadow the hedgehog
0: oh shadows on the third one yeah uh they haven't confirmed
1: fun. who the voice actors is
0: yet um, let's see, who would be the funniest for a little edgy hedgehog?
1: I've been told, or I've read rumors that Hayden Christensen might be <laughs> Shadow. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, I mean, they got course, Idris was Elba it? to play Knuckles.
0: I was about to ask. I, I thought I heard that, but I haven't actually seen it.
1: Um, yeah, no, is Idris he good Elba. as Knuckles? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like most versions of Knuckles, but you know, it, it's a fine. He's got a deep voice, so yeah, it's, it's Knuckles enough. It's a British Knuckles. Mm. Yeah, and I, God, cause I don't remember. Really. I know there are movies coming out this year, but it's not that many.
0: Yeah, the... <clears throat> like you said earlier, I think the strikes really, uh, fuck some shit up as far yeah. as scheduling.
1: Yeah, no, the studios held out too long, and, uh, now they don't have movies this year.
0: Imagine that. If it isn't uh, the consequences of their actions.
1: <laughs> yeah, now they are decided to convert their Moana Disney Plus show into a, a movie. Uh, which definitely doesn't sound like a terrible idea.
0: uh yeah, I mean as as bad as converting a movie into a show and having, you know, 4 hours of filler is, mm. converting a show into a movie is so much worse.
1: Yeah, I mean cuz like some of the direct-to-video sequels they've done in the past are literally that. Just like the like Atlantis 2 is just 3 episodes of a TV show that they bailed on and they just stapled them all together, stick a little scene in between to explain why we're switching locations, and yeah. then they call it a movie. Yeah, I
0: I haven't seen the supposed Atlantis movie in, like, 20 years. <laughs> mm. Well, that, that's not true. I might have watched it on Netflix, like, 15 years ago mm. or, or something. Whenever they started streaming. Yeah. 13, 14 years ago? I don't remember when they started doing the streaming.
1: Mm. Um, Um, but yeah so what else is there I mean I played some video games but I don't really have that much to say about them I played a video game hmm
0: um I I honestly don't have much to say about Arkham Origins um, aside from it's just kind of a worse version of Arkham City hmm You know, which isn't bad, because
1: Arkham City is great, but, uh... Yeah, like, I I remember parts of it being good, or at least memorable enough that... Like, I remember that Bane was smarter, and he, like, trashes the Batcave and almost kills Alfred. Um, Yeah. I remember Joker shows up and has, like, the... It's not, I think it's Troy Baker, it's not Mark Hamill, but he does the whole, um, the monologue from The Killing Joke in a sort of dream sequence thing.
0: Yeah, he, I don't, I don't know if he, he does the full, um, One Bad Day thing, Mm. but they they definitely, like, summarize it. I would have to look at the scene again. Yeah. Um. It's uh, like the, the the only the only reason that scene is in there is because there's like a trippy sequence in every Arkham game, and they needed yeah. one.
1: Yeah, and because Joker's in every Arkham game even when he's completely dead, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they had to have their Joker content.
0: Yes, yeah, like they could have just had a game with either no Joker or minimal Joker, but they decided to make him, I, I guess... He's pretty much the main antagonist Like um, Bane is the Final boss but Joker still feels Like the main antagonist
1: Yeah I mean like Origins did go like Lighter on the Supernatural stuff Than the other Arkham games Because it was mostly yeah. like Mercenaries That Batman's fighting
0: Yeah it's um, Deathstroke uh, Deadshot. Um, I
1: think Firefly was in it.
0: Yeah, Firefly, Copperhead. Uh, yeah, a few others like that.
1: Anarchy, oh, I, I think, was a side story. Yeah
0: the the lamest <laughs> the lamest <laughs> side story. Yeah. because um, like in, in this one, he's not some kind of like criminal mastermind. He's just like a kid. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like a freaking tumbler he's an right? angry youtuber <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah um like there's they use so much for Markham City like the mm-hmm. a lot of the Deathstroke fight is uh, basically the same as the the Ra's al Ghul fight mm-hmm. for Markham City like Joker kicks somebody in a a roly chair out a window, uh, in both games, which is weird. You know, it's like poetry. Mm. Um, th- there's a there's a lot more points of comparison, but um, I kind of feel mean to <laughs> just going over it. Uh, but, I mean, the, the game's obviously good. Like, it, it's still mostly the same gameplay. Uh, it, it's just... It just doesn't feel like there's any reason for it to exist. Mm. Um, also, the, the combat feels less, I don't know, precise. Because, mm. like, like, when you play like Arkham City or Arkham Knight, especially like it, it feels, I don't know, it, it feels like it. you, you know what you're doing and, uh, you know, the, the controls actually do what you want them to. And Arkham origins, it feels a little looser, I guess.
1: Yeah, like, I noticed that playing the trilogy again, that, like, Asylum, uh, like, the counter-responsiveness isn't quite right. In City, they expanded, I think, the radius of where a counter counts. So, like, in Asylum, sometimes you'll see a flash and you hit the counter, but it doesn't count because, um, you weren't, like, facing the right direction or they weren't close enough um yeah. and then in in city they expand that a little bit so you know usually if you're trying to counter and there is a legitimate you know someone in range you can counter then the game actually does do that and night felt like it it's still good but it's not quite as good plus in night they just added all these extra layers of like and now there's people who charge at you so you have to jump over them and then there's uh, people who have like lightning shields, and you have to either shoot them with a bat claw or uh, like dodge them, or something. I, I don't know. They they added more layers of things to keep track of, and it it just yeah. got a little unwieldy. in that?
0: Yeah, it's like Arkham Knight is like the first step of Doomy Eternal
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, where they it's like oh you have to do this to this enemy
1: oh yeah like city you know, i don't like the shock sticks but aside from that it you know it flows pretty well yeah and I shields can doesn't... be a little annoying because you go to hit stun and then it has you stun the wrong person um yeah
0: i usually the first thing i do in the fight is break all the shields and uh stun batons hmm
1: yeah, I don't Nobody remember which button them. combination breaks things. I just remember the uh, instant knockout ones that I usually try to avoid, so I can get the combo meter up. Unless you know there's like way too many guys around, and then I'll like knock out one of the armored ones.
0: Yeah, say it's the left and the top button, um, mm-hmm. but
1: it, anyway, uh, <laughs>
0: um, that would make yeah, sense because the right and the
1: top is the instant knockout
0: right, and the the bottom and the left is the the bad thing, um, yeah, um what does the other one do? I don't, I, I don't remember it like knocks out everyone that's on the ground or something,
1: yeah, I think that I saw there there is something like that. you jump up and throw batarangs at everyone,
0: yeah, um. Yeah, anyway, I don't have that much else to say about Arkham Origins. Like, the Deathstroke fight is cool, but it's also just, like, a quick-time event fight. Mm. And uh part of it is just the... I might have said, like, half of it before, but it, it's, like, 20% of it is just the the racial fight. Mm. Except, the like, the not trippy parts. Mm. Um And the the Bane fight at the end is like a worse version of the, the freeze fight for Markham City. Mm. Where you have to f- figure out different ways to do stealth takedowns and they don't work twice. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it's still worth going through it. It's just not, you know, it's a good game. It's not a great game. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. That's basically all I did except watch uh, the Suicide Squad again, mm. which, I mean, it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's easily the best DC movie. Mm. Um, you know this past chunk anyway. Like the the Batman is the only one that really comes close for me. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that one's you know kind of a standalone thing. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Just James Gunn is very good at his job. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: man. You'd have to be an idiot to let
1: that guy go. <laughs> yeah, well, and I guess you'd have to be a genius to put him in charge of your universe. But we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll how see that- when his universe kicks off next year. If uh, yeah, yeah, his whatever he's got planned for Superman is going to stick.
0: Yeah. Superman is kind of a weird one because, uh, I don't know, when I think of James Gunn movies, I I think of,
1: uh, a team of misfits like, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Like, like really, really big casts or, you know, maybe not even really big, but, um, you know, there's usually not one central character.
1: Hmm um well that's the thing with superman legacy let me look it up just so i can know for sure they okay uh let's see looks like they have cast um hawk girl kara El, which i think that's uh supergirl i think um yeah. guy gardner uh lex Luthor, oh. lois lane so like that this character's outside uh let's see okay every okay screen rant until they tell me I can't be on their website because I'm using an ad blocker. Um, <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, that's it. Okay. continue without disabling. Thank you. Um, okay, characters. Ca- every actor cast in Superman Legacy. We have David Cornsweet as Clark Kent slash Superman. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane. Skyler Gisondo as Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, those are all regular. And Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. Um, Sarah Sampaio as Eve Tesmacher, Okay, yeah, that's still Superman characters. Uh, Maria Gabriella as the Engineer. Who I, I don't know that character. Uh, looks like. Okay, they're. It's someone from The Authority, so. Because rumor is that they might be doing a version of that Superman versus The Authority or versus The Elite, uh, story. Uh, Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner, uh, oh. Isabella Merced as Hawkgirl, Girl, uh, Eddie Gathegi as Mister Terrific, um, Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho.
0: Okay, so they're they're doing a whole. They're, yeah, they're starting with the. There's a universe. lot of stuff
1: beyond just Superman, and the, I it's I assume not an origin story again. They'll do, like, a Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming and just dive right into some new new stuff. Like, yeah. This, this is a world where stuff, other superheroes already exist.
0: I wonder if all that stuff is going to be in the background, if it's going to be, like, a major element.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, we'll find out. I mean, the, like, those are some pretty big, well... Big B tier character names that they've got lined up for it. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, it the first thing coming from James Gunn's DC Universe is Creature Commandos, which is, I th- think, <laughs> an animated TV show about like a ragtag group of like, weird like monster characters who team up to fight stuff like Suicide Squad, yeah. except if they're monsters.
0: Yeah, I think it's, like, that's the one that's actually, like, Frankenstein and uh, Dracula and stuff,
1: right? I think so. Yeah.
0: I, I think it is. I think it's, like, the classic mo- classic monsters um, in, like, a,
1: a like, fighting think, team. You know, Sean Gunn is playing the rat guy again in that one. I think the, the giant walking rat or weasel that he was uh, <laughs> doing in the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Freaking weasel. Yeah, he, uh,
1: he did, like, the mocap and voice <laughs> as much as there was a voice for that character. I wanted
0: that character to die, but he didn't. <laughs> nah. Because it, it, it's just disgusting. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, just a big, gross weasel.
0: That apparently killed like twenty seven kids or whatever.
1: Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. They let their Suicide Squad be bad guys in this version. Yeah, imagine that.
0: Like <laughs> uh, the so the the game. Um, I finally saw some reviews of the game, and people are. Seem to agree with me, just from like my viewing of the, of the cutscenes. Mm. Just just that, yeah. Part of it is parts of it are good, but most of it is just really dumb.
1: Um, yeah, I mean the reviews I heard said that it's it's felt like the they had like a writer's room come in and punch up the jokes because a lot of the jokes feel like they work better than the rest of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Um, like the actual, the actual story beats is just kind of (laughs) wild, like a lot of stupid shit. Um, but yeah, a lot of the comedy is, is very good. Uh, like I wouldn't recommend sitting through a four hour video of the suicide squad cutscenes, but if you do, there's, there's a few good bits in there.
1: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so the, the game... Well, I, guess, I guess probably played the most. I, I've been, f- you know, for the last few weeks, um, probably weeks, I don't know, I lost track of time, uh, I, I finished the main story on Nino Kuni 2, um, which, it, it's pretty fun, especially once I got to the point that I over-leveled my characters, so I could just, like, breeze through most of the fights, you know, the ones that weren't, like, way above my level. So, yeah, it, it's like an RPG, but also all the combat's done in, like, regular third-person action combat, so it's easier for me to figure out what I'm doing. I don't have to do a bunch of math like I do in other hmm. JRPG games. Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of turn-based combat outside of, like, Pokemon Yeah, myself.
1: Yeah, like, the, the story was... Okay, uh, I mean, it's just kind of simple and cheesy, and better not to think too hard about it. Because thinking too hard about it, kind of, this doesn't quite add up. Um, uh, okay, so the the story basically, um, there. Let's see, so there, there's a cat boy named Evan who is a prince in the kingdom of Ding Dong Dell. um in the fantasy so in the original Nino kuni there was like the the title translates to like second country because the idea is that there's the earth world and the fantasy world and everybody has like a soul twin in the other world and if something affects one it affects the other and uh and then you're like following this kid as he's like traveling back and forth between the worlds and like making friends and fixing problems and trying to save his dying mom um second game is like hundreds of years later and we're pretty much only in the fantasy kingdom we do not travel to earth at all uh although there is one character from earth who is a major character but you know the two main characters there's prince evan who's a cat boy in the cat this is kingdom it's like cat people and mouse people and the mouse people have rebelled and killed the cat king and he has to escape the castle with the help of the other main character who is the American president who <laughs> somehow uh, has, you know, like, so- some kind of disaster happened and now he's been transported into this fantasy world and he doesn't know how he got here. Uh, you know, again, he get he's the one character who got isekai'd, um, and it somehow de-aged him from old man president into like a young twenty something with a ponytail, and he's got like sword skills because I guess the American president knows how to wield a katana, um, and so he has so, to help the cat boy prince you, escape the castle.
0: When you say he got isekai'd, he got fucking murked,
1: right? <laughs> well, so eventually late in the game we see he you know he goes into like a dream vision and sees um the world he left which looks like like a bomb got dropped on i don't know some, whatever part of america he was in and his son got killed um and he's survived but I, somehow he's just he's in this fantasy world and at the end of the game after the ending you know some magic something happens and he gets to go back and take the lessons that he learned in this fantasy world with him to fix the earth world. Um but yeah, so so he helps the catboy prince Evan escape uh the castle uh while they're being pursued by a Darth Vader mouse who I don't think actually came up later, which is weird. I was expecting a showdown with that guy and now that never happened. So that's weird. I'll have to see if maybe that's a fight that I missed. Um, but it's it'd be weird if it story. was because you eventually make peace with the mice but uh, he, he, he's,
0: the, he's the final boss he's the true final boss
1: yeah maybe in like one of the post game DLC things uh, yeah. cause yeah so so the two of them escape yeah. they travel into the mountains and meet with the sky pirates who uh, uh, you know after they they impress them and like Prince Evan has to go so, one of the things in this world is every king has what's called a kingmaker, just like a dragon, except they all have like, you know, very different designs from each other. Some kind of like dragon beast monster spirit thing that is like, uh, soul bonded to them and that's like proof of their kingship. Um. Evan wants to set up a new kingdom, so he has to get his own kingmaker, so he has to go do some challenges, and he gets his kingmaker, who ends up being this cute little guy named Lofty, who, you know, has, like, a heavy British accent, um, and the, so that impresses the Sky Pirates enough that they agreed to all travel down, uh, to the plains where they establish a new kingdom, um, that he names Evermore, because he wants, you know, like, a lot of the names in this are just like bad puns. Um, like evermore your kingdom is a, you know, it's like peace forevermore. So we're gonna call it evermore. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's an okay, uh... that's an okay pun. The bad puns come when you get to the next, Goldpaw is the dog people town. And it's like Chinese inspired. Uh, like a lot of the architecture looks Chinese. Um, and the names are all just really bad pun. Like there, there's one whose name is Fido. Uh, let's see. The, uh, I, I would have to look. The Pokemon? That. Yeah. I mean, like they're all spelled like, uh, I mean, I, if this game didn't come from Japan, I think it was racist. Um,
0: I mean, J- the Japanese, uh, his- historically don't have a very good track record with, uh, China. Yeah, so, so it probably is.
1: Uh, let's see. List of citizens in Nino Kuni. Two. Um, let's find some of these because there there's a lot. Um, but I'll also like. Uh,
0: there's puns work different in Japanese because things can be like spelled out several different ways.
1: Yeah, like, um, these are translated, so probably the localizers tried to capture the spirit of whatever the puns were. Yeah, um,
0: puns work a little different in Japanese, like, I, I don't know enough to, to like, get the specifics, but...
1: Yeah, so let's see, so we've got one named Newbie, uh, he, he's a newbie, um, it's N-U space B-I, uh, we've got Bow Wow, is b-a-o-w-a-o two words they're all two word things um there's a lion looking one named long mane uh there is a uh another dog one named fido um there's a let's see another dog named Yapi. um let's see some some of these i'm not let's see there's there's one named bygone so bygone um (laughs) Let's see. uh minty uh peachy achoo yukon yo ho ho is a, a piratey <laughs> one with an eye patch um, yeah yeah and then all the other i mean there's like a watery town where a lot of, you know, like, merfolk people and they have, you know, vaguely, like, like, like this one cool. named Sibylla, which kind of seems like uh, Scylla, the um, the sea monster from Greek mythology. Cool. Um, so, like you know, they've got ones that just seem like allusions to, like, like mythology stuff. Um, and then there's a human town where it's like high-tech human town and everybody there just has normal people names um but yeah the dog people all have hey, this was uh, Phil yeah like punny names on uh you know um hey here here's the bartender his name is Phil Mcglass yeah that's that's the kind of thing <laughs> they would do except with less <laughs> syllables cuz they wanted to be just like two syllables usually mm. phil cup <laughs> yeah yeah they would do something like that um so, yeah, so you go to the Dog Town, um, you, uh, find out, like, their their whole civilization is based around fortune, which translates to, we have a, um, kind of like a Buddhist looking god statue, and it has a big dice, and when we want to make a decision, we make it roll the dice. Um, but then it turns and out it's the- a conspiracy, and actually, they've rigged the dice. Um, but. It's the Two Faced City. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like, the, the dice is rigged. Um, but it turns out that's, a th- like, a recent development because the king has been cursed by some kind of evil magic from a guy who wears, like, a snake hood costume. he He's human, but he wears, like, a snake costume. And he has cursed the king to, um, follow his more evil desires so that he can get him to summon his kingmaker, and when that happens, he, like, rips his king Link out. Because he's he's stealing all the the king powers from the the kings, um. So, yeah, and then uh, and, you know after that, like the the curse is lifted, and then you can form a so. So the American president guy, um, Roland, uh, he and Evan decide that for this new kingdom they founded, they want to create the Declaration of Interdependence, which is <laughs> their their peace treaty. <laughs> that they want all the kingdoms of the world to sign that basically says we will not make war against each other ever. Um, so they get the dog king to sign the, the declaration of interdependence and then they travel down the coast to a town where the, they, they make a boat so they can uh, sail to the ocean kingdom which it turns out it's run by this merfolk lady who I, I'm not even sure what happened she uh, like there was some kind of disaster in order to keep the people alive. So you like lock them all out of time for a hundred years or something. So they're all, they, they don't know what's going on in the world. Um, but you, you deal with the curse that's been placed on her after, you know, Kingmaker thing gets stolen and, um, get her to sign the treaty. You go to Broadleaf, the high tech town, um, there's a guy with a curse, he's become work-obsessed, and wants to get his, like, super nuclear reactor working, or whatever, and you deal with him and uh, get him to sign the treaty. And then, um, once you've got all of them on your side, you go back to the... Now it's a mouse kingdom, and the cats have all been pushed underground. Um, and find and that the the mouse guy who rebelled... Was also under this curse, and actually he was like a trusted servant who believed in peace between the peoples. So, you know, when, once you deal with him, then uh, you, you get him on your side, you get him to sign the treaty, and then the snake man, turns out, is actually the soul twin. Because even though we haven't been doing the soul twins, like in the first game, he is the soul twin of the American president. And um, he wanted to collect all of these bonds so he could bring back, like, he was a king of an ancient kingdom that sank into the ocean or something, or was, like, destroyed because he fell in love with his kingmaker who was a dragon girl. Um, and so he wants to bring her back. Yeah, he wants to bring her back, and he uses all the magic to do that, but it turns out that uh, like, something about, like, because she was also in love, she, like, renounced her powers, but then the powers took on a form of their own and became, like, an evil dragon that consumed her. So now you have to defeat the evil dragon, and it's tragic because they can't be together because she has to keep the evil dragon locked up or something. So, true love actually destroyed an entire city and um, threatens to destroy the world. But, yeah, you, you defeat him and defeat the dragon and whatever and there's peace in the world american president goes back to earth and is like uh this all seems like a good idea i'm gonna get all the nations of the world to sign this treaty i've seen it happen once so it surely will happen on my planet too um and then also all through the game every time you're like between chapters evan has this kind of a dream vision thing where he's like sitting at a table Uh, Having tea with some kid. And you don't know who the kid is. And then it turns out that the kid is his son in the future. Who has been looking back to review his father's entire history. To find out how this whole treaty thing came together. Because the son is now at the point where the entire world is not just united by a mutual non-aggression pact. They are united under one kingdom banner. And this is a good thing. And not... A dictatorship that has just, you know, with, with this one guy is like, yes, I'm in charge of the entire world and we are all united together and we all have peace now. Um, And that's the part where you're not supposed to think about it too hard, because it, <laughs> it, it yeah, it doesn't work. Um, the paper says they're at peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you just have but... to believe that everybody really did all agree to put aside their differences and they're all at peace and it's okay that we're all in one nation following one guy who says we're all at peace
0: oh no it was just a big consolidation of power now there's a big ass Palpatine coming to rule
1: everything yeah but he says everyone's at peace so it's okay
0: (laughs) oh no it's Dune again we just talked about Dune twice
1: well it's Dune except the the writers don't have the political awareness to realize what they've written (laughs) So it's just, it's just one of those stories that's like celebrating monarchy, you know, like even like the the whole thing with the, the final boss, um, they don't really get into his entire kingdom was destroyed because of his forbidden love for his dragon girlfriend. Like the, that all the people who lived in that kingdom and died, they're not even a factor. It doesn't even come up. It's just, oh no, I was a king and I did something wrong and my kingdom was taken away. Like, it it's just, it. it's very basic storytelling that didn't put too much thought into it and doesn't really want to. And as a game, it was fun enough, you know, you just, it, it's an RPG it sounds- and you beat stuff up and you go around and after you've made friends with a kingdom, you can find citizens who are like, hey, I want to join your kingdom. And you say, cool. And you bring them back to your king. You do like a mini quest to get them to join. And then they come back. And then you micromanage them by putting them into the different buildings you've got set up in your kingdom. And then they can research stuff for you to get you bonuses. And...
0: Oh no, it's Pow World again. Uh, I- I'm just realizing, I never talked about Pow World.
1: <laughs> oh. yeah, you better talk about it before a Pokemon Company has it taken down.
0: They they can't. It is very it is very legally distinct, except for like twenty designs. Mm. So, uh, did you have anything more about Nito no Kuni no, before? N- not
1: really. I mean, I, I I figure I'm probably going to stop playing. Uh, I've already kind of moved on to another game, but I'm gonna officially call it done once I get um, all the citizens recruited and get my kingdom leveled all the way up. Because after that, there's just like there's some fights that you can do to get more loot, but all loot does is improve your stats. And I don't care about making big number go up. I just want to find all the people, and uh, if they want to work on a farm, I put them on a farm, and if they want to work in the weapon shop, I put them in the weapon shop. And... So that whole recruiting thing only happens at the end of the game. Uh, the recruiting thing—it happens like once the kingdom gets established, there will be people who you can recruit. And then usually after each individual kingdom, once you've dealt with their king, there will be, you know, these like blue exclamation points that pop up on the map that tell you this is a quest and you go talk to that person and they have you do a mini quest and then you can recruit them. And, um, there's also a guy with like a bird hat and a bird staff and you talk to him and he's like, I got all these quests for you. And they're just, you know, like collect four of this item. And you, you check off the ones you want to do. And then if you do them, he gives you tokens of gratitude, which are coins that you can spend to get items or sometimes to get people to join you. Like, there's people who is like, this is the price, and you pay it, and then you get that person, and you go talk to them and say, hey, you're you're in my kingdom now. And then they say yay, and they, they come to your kingdom, and you assign them to a building.
0: Huh, yeah, that sounds tedious
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it it it, it kind of ticks like the animal crossing part of my brain of um you you just you have people and they got like fun designs and then you you have them all in your little domestic uh scenario thing and yeah move them around. yeah
0: i mean i'd probably like it if i played it i just um I try to stay away from JRPGs.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the main, like, that I didn't even bring up, the, there's, like, most of the combat is, you, you're walking around the map, there's an enemy there, if they are around your level, they will charge at you, if they're above your level, their name will be in red, and you should avoid them, if they're significantly below your level, they'll be in blue, and they won't engage unless you engage first, um, when you do engage, you go into, like, a small open field, and it's third-person action combat. Um, but there's also, sometimes there'll be, like, a flag on the map, and that's for an army battle. And the army battles, I I don't like those. They're annoying. Because it's like you you... You're standing in the middle of up to four armies that you have like clusters of soldiers which will be like sword axe spear or some kind of ranged weapon and you use l and r to oh, no, rotate them around your. yeah it it has the weapon triangle but it's not a grid it's like you're, you're using l and r to rotate them around yourself and like in real time smash them into armies and structures and things that the enemies have and you have to you can like hit a button to uh call more soldiers if your soldiers are getting depleted but you have a meter and that'll eventually run low unless you find pickups to increase that and then there's like a button you can push to tell people to go all out attack to increase their attack temporarily and so you're like it's like real-time army moving I, i don't know it it, it's RTS. just, it's not really fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's like RTS except that your army is always standing around you. Unless it, some of them will independently break off and do things, but you can't like command them to go in separate directions. They're just always around you. And you're oh. trying to keep their strength up while also slamming them into whatever enemies are around.
0: So it's more like Pikmin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Except like Pikmin. If you can't assign them to go do something, because they're always yeah. following you around.
0: Yeah, that man. Imagine if a game just had like a a Pikmin mini game. Like, why don't why don't they do that? That would be fun.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, this game is like multiple play styles of game put together into one game. Um, yeah,
0: I mean the the first one. I don't remember being that complicated. Like, I, I know there was, like, a whole monster-catching system. Yeah, um, what,
1: what I've played on the first one, it's... Like, the combat is... Like, you get in a combat encounter on the map, and then it goes into, like, a, a field screen where you have up to three monsters, and you can switch between them or have yourself go in. Either way, you're basically all using the same health bar and then later you get two more companions who also have up to three monsters of their own, and you're uh, switching between them and having them... You know, the ones you're not currently in control of will automatically attack and do stuff. And mostly it seemed like my health just depleted so fast that I couldn't keep up with it.
0: Yeah, having the different monsters felt useless because they all share a health bar. Yeah. And there, there wasn't, like, a super complicated, like, type chart to go off of. Um, so it didn't even feel, like, tactical uh, either. Yeah. It was weird.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it wasn't, like... It was the kind of like Knights of the Old Republic combat style of you hit the attack button, and that means you're going to start doing attack actions. But it's not, like push-button swing sword it's like you know the whatever behind the scenes timing restrictions will apply to whether you're the character you've told to attack gets to attack or if they will be attacked first yeah
0: yeah i remember it being really weird it's just the uh the actual story is just so delightful
1: yeah yeah i mean maybe i'll just look up the cutscenes or something to finish the, the story that way
0: just look up all the lines from I, I don't remember his name, but like the the droopy guy. Oh, Mr. Drippy. Uh, with, with the, with, with the, yeah, <laughs> with, with the the Welsh accent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lofty in the second game is basically the Mr. Drippy of that one. He's got the same voice. Okay.
0: Maybe all fairies and the other world have uh, thick Welsh accents. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because in two. The Mister Lofty is a kingmaker, which is like a spirit, and sometimes he turns into a dragon, but mostly he's just a a little guy with like yellow, bumpy head. Um, He's just a little guy. Yeah, but he he talks like Mister Drippy. Uh, But then there's also the Higgledies, which are these like little spirit, these just kind of big-headed, tiny body spirit things, Uh, and they come in different colors and they just make like cute noises and you can pick ones with like abilities that you know during combat sometimes like a circle will appear around them and then you can run up and uh hit hit the a button while you're near them and then you get either like a health bonus or they like drop an attack on the, the enemy or something i didn't really do too much with the hickle but there's a whole like subsystem of hickledy farming and raising and, and stuff. Um, but you were about to change topics.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I played, I played a few hours of power world. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's not good, but it's fun. Mm. Uh, Um, I don't know how to explain that. Like the,
1: like, I know you the, posted a picture that... of the Dino slide
0: <laughs> I I love that okay you need to you need to google it and mm. yeah, uh, make it black Soar. yeah yeah because like the the way he runs is so dumb it's it's amazing mm. uh, it's it's just really cute I like it it's also an original design and not I mean I know it's just basically like a, a big fat dragon but
1: yeah. Um, I mean yeah, like it it feels like Pokemon because it has that aesthetic, but they're not copy. At least that one's not a copy.
0: That, yeah, uh there there are
1: I mean Wooloo um, with a gun kind of looks like a copy, but
0: there are several that are just copies. Um there's one there's one that is just Eevee. Mm. Like it's just a puffier Eevee and that is there's no defending that, mm. um, and there's a there's a few more. Like there's there's one that I don't think is actually in the game, but they used it for promotional art. Um, that is just lux- luxury, mm. but except it, it's like luxury except like green instead of yellow or something. Mm. Um. Yeah, there, there's a lot that are just uh, maybe not a lot that there, there are enough that are just copies or at least like the same idea as a, as a specific Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. Like not, a, not enough. I don't think for like any legal action, but mm-hmm. um, enough to where the game basically marketed ex- itself because hey, look, it's a Pokemon game, except it's not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the what I mean by it's fun, but it's not good, um, is that it's it's just a really basic, like surviving craft crafting game, um, and there those are a dime a dozen. Um, the like the only unique thing is that. Uh, There are Pokemon mechanics in it, like you go around, beat the shit out of a little uh, sheep Mm. and catch it on a ball and force it to work in your in your (laughs) um, factory.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the thing everybody wanted from Pokemon games is like, what if I could put these Pokemon to work?
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess you kind of do, but Mm. they they seem to like it. Uh, in Pokemon, mm. but like there, there's there's a bunch of horrible shit you can do to them, um, but you don't have to. Mm. Like you could there's a there's a butcher knife that I haven't made, but mm-hmm. I could if I wanted to. Yeah, if you want like, to eat, you just go, like yeah, you just you just go up to them, um, and like interact with them. <laughs> it's like oh, there's a but there's a button for petting, and there's a. Button for butchering. Don't get those two mixed up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That'll be very awkward.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, does it have like save states? Um, save at any time, or? Yeah, you. you I'm pretty
0: sure you can save at any time.
1: Mm.
0: I, I basically just go with the auto save. Like whenever I want to save, just uh, quit, mm. um, and it'll auto save. Um, but yeah, like there, there was, there was one time I dropped an item because, uh, I had too much weight I was going to go empty my inventory and go back and get it. And it fell through the floor and I got pissed off and I alt F forward. Mm. Um, and it, and the, the game reset back to before I dropped it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you, you can, uh, it doesn't save constantly, but it probably saves like every couple minutes or so, I would
1: guess. Okay. So if you accidentally butcher a Pokemon you're trying to pet, then the there's probably yeah. a reset button.
0: Yeah, Alt F4 as quick as you can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> as you're drawing out the knife, it's like, oops, oops, oops. oops. <laughs>
0: you, you still have to hear the horrible scream of the the being that trusted you.
1: Right. Yeah, it's like cut off you still have m- to live. mid-scream. This is like yeah. warped and distorted sounds.
0: You still have to live with the look in their eyes—the <laughs> <laughs> look of betrayal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then, and then every time you see them after, you wonder: Do they remember?
0: <laughs> it's 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 like that Yoshi cartoon, um, where somebody animated Mario jumping off of Yoshi to get past a like a, a cliff. Mm. <laughs> and asmire is like tumbling off Yoshi. Yoshi's eyes are all like big and watering and yeah. <laughs> he flips him a double bird. <laughs> 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 um Yeah, like the 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 actual fun of the game is like exploring right and like finding new uh pals to catch. Mm. Um
1: I assume the game will probably like, never come to Switch,
0: so it might be on Xbox. Um,
1: yeah, I think it is. I mean, I would have to let my Xbox update again because I haven't used it since Halo Infinite. I I guess
0: there's nothing technically stopping it from going to Switch.
1: I I'd um, assume it would just be that I don't know the, the Nintendo approval. Whatever process they have for approving stuff, they would probably not let that on their platform just out of jealousy
0: yeah I don't I don't know does does Nintendo license any other ripoffs <laughs> because
1: yeah, I mean like there is so little quality control on the switch that probably it would get on there and then Nintendo would realize it's on there and take it off. Is what I imagine would happen. I mean, I know... I don't don't
0: know if it was Nintendo or Game Freak like put out a a statement saying, like, hey, we know some people said that a game was...
1: uh, Yeah, they they weren't naming names, but they're like, we will protect our IP. Um, Yeah. And then I heard something later that they may have tried to take action. I don't know. I mean i
0: I don't think they have a case aside from like three or four of the designs, but aside from that,
1: yeah. Actually, like the, the, I think
0: the game doesn't resemble Pokemon at all.
1: Yeah, no, I think what it was was they um, sent like a takedown notice to like an Etsy shop that was doing Pal World merchandise, claiming that it was too similar to Pokemon. The, like oh. they haven't, you know, tried to take on Pal World themselves. But, See, that, that's
0: funny because, because like, there, there's a ton of people that just make, like, yeah, actual Pokemon merchandise. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, Etsy is full of all kinds of IP, uh, you know, probably illegal, but nobody cares and stuff. Yeah. That's the thing is that, uh, like,
0: Pokemon makes so much merchandise that, like, you know, somebody making a, a mug with Eevee on it is not going to hurt them at all.
1: Let's see. Okay, um, so I, I found the article. Uh, let's see. Pal fans were left concerned after Nintendo issued a surprise takedown of fan-made merchandise featuring Pal designs. Uh, da, 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 da The recent DMCA takedown of a fan-made Pal Spark It t-shirt design only intensified... Okay. So I guess, like, a, a t-shirt oh, that had something that probably looked like a Pikachu.
0: Yeah, uh, Spark It is specifically, like, a, an electric rodent. Yeah. Um, like if you look at it, uh, like you you'll you'll see like it's inspired by Pikachu, but it's not
1: really very similar. Mm. So it's like the those old Pikachu blue uh, merchandise <laughs> thing before before even uh, Meryl was known as Pikachu. There was just like shirts that's like, hey, it's a blue Pikachu. And he's got a tuft of hair because there was like that one in the anime that had like a tuft of hair, and yeah. and everyone thought, oh, it's a new Pokemon. There's a blue Pikachu, and. And, I, mean, I guess the, There was a died. blue mouse that came out. But...
0: <laughs> the, the, the kid with the the kid with the, the tufted up uh, hair Pikachu? Mm. I guess that kid died because he. I don't think he ever showed up again. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he just stayed in... No, Ash has gone back to Kanto, hasn't he? I don't know. Ash, don't Ash doesn't really follow up on anybody who he's met unless it's Misty and Brock. Yeah. It,
0: I... I think it's, like, a, occasionally, like, Don will show up or something. Yeah. Or or male show up. Like, I, Did Tracy I, actually,
1: ever show up I, again? Like, he was the companion know, I in the second so. series. And...
0: <laughs> I, if I had to guess, I'd say they'd probably just sweep that one under the rug.
1: Yeah. The Orange Islands, those don't exist. Yeah, who... <laughs> So so what what was the deal with it?
0: Like they they just they just wanted to make more Pokemon, but they already did the original story.
1: Yeah, like I guess they were buying time until Gold and Silver came out, so they're like, uh, let's just make up a whole. There's a League, and there's like uh, these islands, and they have. It almost seemed like a, from what I remember, it was like a proto version of Sun and Moon, where it's like it wasn't regular gym challenges. It was. Yeah. yeah, they had to do some other kind of challenge to get a badge, and it was like yeah, a, remember, a series of islands that they had to travel to.
0: I remember. The, I remember one that was like a water gun challenge. Yeah. Where, where it's like, oh, you your water Pokemon have to shoot these cans uh, really fast or something. Yeah. Oh, and they had like a, a sumo wrestle like on top of a giant cliff mm. in the middle of the water, and. uh the, the the gym leader had, like, a Starmie, but it knew Thunderbolt, because that's a thing that can happen in Pokemon games. Hmm. Uh, so it, it really wasn't fair, because you could only use water Pokemon, but then the, the Starmie knows Thunder. Hmm. Like, like, fuck that gym leader, that's not fair.
1: Well, in response, I play my Swampert. <laughs> okay, but then it also knows Mega Drain. Yeah, well, I, I mean... Yeah, because I, I usually, you know, Swampert being immune to lightning or immune, immune to electric got me through a lot. And especially when, you know, he can also learn Ice Beam. So if I'm up against a grass thing, then that that covers most of my bases. Yeah.
0: What about a Golbat with uh, Mega Drain? I don't know that
1: he necessarily has anything that trashes water Pokemon. I think with water pokemon yeah. I just had to brute force it with an earthquake or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you can you can beat a pokemon game with a full team. And the worst water one is pokemon. Gyarados
1: for going up against cuz the way I deal with flyers is ice beam, but that doesn't work cuz Gyarados has water. Uh it's not a dragon, so ice beam doesn't work there either. Uh earthquake doesn't hit at all because it is flying. So I just have to do like some bad surf until uh eventually eventually it dies hey jade mm.
0: um i don't think i have much else to say about Pow world
1: Is the sound cutting out or is it just long silence
0: i hear you um i i don't think you're hearing me all the time
1: no i don't think so because it seemed like you got quiet i heard hey jade and then i didn't hear anything after
0: Oh, well, (laughs) uh, that's not good. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking, and you let me know if I cut out randomly in the middle of this sentence.
1: Yeah, I cut off like halfway through the word random.
0: Okay, well, do you want to restart the call? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Happy birthday. Did that do it? Can you hear me?
1: Uh, can now. Yay. Yay! Okay, so you were saying? Um.
0: Yeah, there's there's not much else to say about Pal World. Like it's. Like it's it's an okay survival crafting game, just with like you can build Pokeballs and. Uh, catch Pokemon with them, except they're mm-hmm. legally distinct mostly. Uh, I mean that, like the, There's, there's no like meat to the game. Like, there's no story. There's a few bosses, but I mean the the combat is just okay. Hmm. Like there's a there's an elemental like type system, but it's not really explained very well. And I I think there's only like five or six types.
1: Okay.
0: The the. The cool thing is, though, that you can you can fight at the same time as uh, your pals, and uh, as you as you build like actual weapons, uh, you can actually keep up with them and do
1: damage. Mm. Um, you can build a rocket launcher. <laughs> is there like a goal in Pal World, or is it just a sandbox?
0: It's mostly just a sandbox. Like there. There's these big uh, boss towers that I, I mean, I guess you can go and beat all the bosses,
1: mm.
0: but it, like nothing really happens after you do that. Like it, it just gives you like a certain points to build uh, like rare stuff. Mm. So, yeah, like it, I mean, it it is also early access, mm. so they, they might add like a, a story. Or just, like, quest lines or something, I guess. Yeah. But right now it's just a, a sandbox where, you know, there's boss towers and, like, little villages occasionally. And uh, black market merchants uh, that wear executioner's masks. Uh, mm. It's like, yeah, that's weird.
1: Yeah, and they just have knives for butchering your pals.
0: Yeah. No, they have guillotines for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, they, they, like, you walk into a black merchant shop, there's just an actual guillotine.
1: Hmm. It's weird. Okay, so the game's rated M or T or... I would guess It doesn't seem we, like marketing toward kids if you're going to have guillotines in it. No. Like,
0: it, it's... Like, a, a kid could play it. Like, there, there's no... Like blood or gore or anything, but um, there's definitely like Those don't not let themes. them. Yeah, yeah. If if you like, if you can just fuck the shit. Get sheep. a mod. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, the the other game was the Welsh game. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know any Welsh people. I'm sorry.
1: Well, uh, wait. Yeah, shares odds. Uh, yeah, I think
0: that. That I mm. not that I think about it. Sorry,
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if they listen.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, just in case, uh, uh, anyway, like if you if you download a mod or something that like takes out the butcher knife and takes out um, like some of the weirder stuff. Like the, the, the freaking guillotine model, all yeah, the
1: murder <laughs> weapons.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I mean, like, I guess you can't really take out the guns because then,
1: uh, you'd just be really weak, but, mm. um, Re- replace them all with paintball guns that just happened to do the same amount of damage as regular guns.
0: I mean, yeah, you could like, you could, yeah, completely it. splatoon it yeah like um, uh, you know
1: I think uh, GoldenEye had like a paintball mode where it just instead of leaving blood splatters it left paintball splats
0: yeah I mean like with uh, honestly with like minor editing like it could be completely kid friendly I mean I don't know what kid would sit through all the crafting bullshit but mm. um yeah
1: well I mean kids play oh. Minecraft all the time Kids are probably that's more true. into crafting bullshit than we are. That That's honestly very true. Yeah, between Minecraft and Roblox. I don't even know what Roblox I I, don't, I, I, <laughs> I assume it has a crafting <laughs> I, element, but maybe it doesn't. All I know is it's like a game that you can make scenarios well, I, in, I think, and then other people can yeah, play the scenarios you've made.
0: Yeah, I think it's like a platform um, where you make... Or, or like people make, uh, actual games from yeah. Um, so I guess you, there's probably like a, a hundred thousand um Minecraft, <laughs> in Roblox games.
1: Yeah, there's probably a pal world in Roblox. The pal world can sue <laughs> for ripping them off.
0: It probably is. But um, I mean, you can't sue for user generated content. You just have to take it down. Yeah. Yeah, like, like there, there's there's people with very strong opinions on Power World, and I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> like, like there's there's people that think Power World is going to take down Pokemon, and I'm like, it's it's a mediocre crafting game. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> like uh, sit the fuck down. Bi-
1: bigger monster franchises have tried.
0: It is literally the most lucrative uh, media franchise of all time. Yeah. Like calm down. Yeah. It's not getting taken down by this one indie game that isn't even that good.
1: Yeah. No, when when Power fact, World I gets hope... a cartoon and movie deal the and trading card game then maybe we'll yeah. go Back but I you
0: know. mean I guess it's possible. Yeah. Like I, I I I'm I'm kidding around but like I genuinely hope that Power World does well because they they seem pretty cool aside from you know all the art theft. Mm. <laughs> I mean, as far as I can tell, like I don't know a lot about them, but I, I, I hope it goes well. I hope they build the game up to something that is worthy of uh, people hating Pokemon for it. Mm. But right now, it's, it's just not.
1: I mean, Pokemon is just the establishment at this point. It, yeah, it's you know been around for decades, and everyone knows it, and it's still popular even when the games feel kind of half-assed
0: yeah like i've i already just i'm not playing scarlet and violet at least not anytime soon mm. um so mostly just because like having played all the other games it's like i can play any of those games um like 10 more times and like be be perfectly fine
1: yeah, I mean, Scarlet and Violet is a different style, but it, it's, you know, it, it's like a halfway between a traditional Pokemon game and Legends Arceus. Except, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to see another game in the style of Legends Arceus, because that one just, like, it's different from Pokemon, but it, it the capture mechanics were really cool. And Scarlet Violet, has the presentation of oh, it's an open world and there's randomly spawning Pokemon and you can, you know, choose which one you want to try to battle. But you still have to battle it and capture it with the old capture mechanics. You can't, like, sneak up behind it and nail it in the head with a Pokeball and catch it with no fighting and without wasting a ton of Pokeballs.
0: Yeah, like, I think that's a more... that's a better comparison for... Like, Pat, the power World Pokemon connection, I guess. Because mm. um, like you could just go up to a Pokemon and nail it in the back of a head with a ball, and, like, yeah, it'll be a really low
1: chance that you catch it, but you might... Okay, so it's more like Legends Arceus, of that open yeah. world uh, kind of yeah. thing.
0: And, like, you can, you can just go beat the shit out of it with a baseball bat <laughs> until it's low health enough to... Mm. To catch well, it. that's
1: a little different because Legend Arceus, you are basically helpless against these Pokemon unless you have your own Pokemon or you, you hit it yeah. with a wall.
0: Like in, like in Power World, like you can make a rocket. Like if you level up all the way, you can make a rocket launcher, mm. and you could basically like take out even. Like the the big bosses and a few hits mm. so
1: yeah, yeah you can get a whole bunch of Pokemon and give them rocket launchers and have a team of rockets yeah you can be team rocket yeah yeah you can just send everyone blasting off again
0: <laughs> blasting off the hell um, but yeah Let's see oh, I also listened to half of season eight of dice fog
1: oh yep and? Um, did did you get to the part? Which part specifically, because... The, the major death that I stopped listening after?
0: Um, I don't think so. Okay. Like, there's...
1: Because I thought that was like I halfway through season eight, but since I stopped, I don't know how much more there was after that. I don't think there's really been any major death yet. Okay then yeah, then you're definitely not up to it, because a player character dies. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Is it that dark nerd Ozzy?
1: No. <laughs> okay. No, I, I don't think Skitch has ever had a, a character death. Um,
0: I guess technically in season six... Because, like, the whole universe dies or something? I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, you could argue like, even season two with the timeline resetting, everyone kind of died. But... Yeah. But, like, a, a mid season character death. Uh, I don't think Skitch has ever had one of those. There's really not that many. There's usually um... one per season. Aside from season two. And again, I mean, season well, I mean, three, I... Zoe died and came back, but.
0: Oh yeah and um Leon's character died yeah. but that's well yeah well, he, he got trapped and left. Um, yeah. I mean yeah, like uh, his character though got like trapped in
1: Yeah, a, like I don't Christian count Ball that or one something. but like like Jane died in season 1. Uh, season 2 drop got dropped off the ship but he didn't die. Uh, season 3 I think Zoe died but then came back. But like briefly it was replaced by her twin. Um Season 4, Katarina died. Uh, season 5... I mean, uh, a lot of them were Quinn's characters. There was, uh... Um... You know, Cat died. And, uh, the Fish Doctor died. And, uh... King yeah. died, but then came back. Um... Because everybody was, you know, undead that season. Um... Well, when you make the most unhinged decisions, <laughs> I guess that tends to happen. Yeah, I mean, season seven, I wasn't paying as close attention, but I think Clear, like, died and came back, uh, she, I don't know, she had, like, a different name and then she was Clear and then she was, like, off on a separate tangent from everyone else for, like, the um, rest of the season or something. I don't think she died,
0: I don't know, it's been, like, a, a year or two since I listened. Yeah, like, I found um, that
1: season hard to follow. But also, I I stopped paying attention to the weekly episode chats by that point.
0: Yeah, um, I don't remember any death from that. But like, it, it's it's also hard to remember like if they if they come back, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like,
1: season eight was the it was the breaking point for me because that was the one that like Austin built the seasons like oh this is Animal Crossing season we're all in a happy little village together. And then there, uh, there's a major death that happens and I'm like, this happens every season. And I'm well, like tired it, of it.
0: I think in the opening monologue, he's like, um, uh, <laughs> like what a happy ideal, I, idealistic, vi- or um, idyllic village. Yeah. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sure hope there isn't a like, fascist uh, sheep who moves in. <laughs>
0: well, it's like, he, he's, he says something like, um, uh, this will be a nice boring winter for the ones who survive. So it's like, Oh, he's setting up for something. Mm. Um, so like, I don't, I don't think it was ever going to be um, <laughs> like that.
1: Yeah. Happy, but I, I didn't expect um, it to break as hard as it did, uh, which I guess yeah, you'll see when you get there. Cause also I wasn't paying as close attention. So I don't remember much of what happened in season eight.
0: Let's see. There's an a ant lion, um, and a, a slime, and uh, a nerd. Mm. Two nerds, actually. Uh, and a fascist sheep. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I remember, a lot of uh, yeah, very...
1: Quinn had a character who was like a mad scientist in a wheelchair, but then left the season. Slime was yeah. interesting, because that was just a character who had like a weird outlook on everything.
0: Yeah. I like slime. Um Yeah, and a lot of uh interesting villagers who don't really get that much screen time, um, uh, individually.
1: Mm. Oh, that reminds me, did you see Austin's been uh revising like the tiers and rewards for the Patreon and now if you sign up for the the big money tier instead of the um you know, promise of a video game character that will never happen. Uh, you can get to name an NPC in, I don't know, the current season or a future season or something.
0: Oh, no, I, I, I haven't actually looked at the Patreon in like four years. Yeah, no, I, um, I mean... I've got to just let it rise.
1: Yeah, the, like the $50 tier, you get to name a character now. Yeah. Okay. So, wait for Austin's bussy, the character, to show up in <laughs> whatever future season. Somebody's gonna do it, and it'll be dumb. It's a joke that's gone on too long. Um, I don't even know what I would name a character. Um, I already got Jade the character in because I bribed Lauren to put it in her backstory for season five. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> You're in with all the cool
1: kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also paid fifty dollars for enough months that I should have had a character if I didn't already. Yeah. Did they name a character Brent? Yes. <laughs> I I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, there's two at least two Brents in the fandom. Yeah.
0: Um. I don't. If, I think if they did I would remember yeah um, but I also there's like three seasons I haven't caught up on yet so yeah who knows I guess we should be wrapping up soon right you you'll have to start getting ready
1: yeah 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 pretty soon um yeah yeah I don't really have
0: anything left to talk about
1: yeah no the only other thing I, I finally now that I've finished Doctor who got back around to finishing sandman uh season one. And it's good, uh, but like a lot of Neil Gaiman things, it like really walks a line of like being like depressingly dark, but also really interesting. So it's not the kind of thing that I feel, you know, like it still ends on a high moment. But there a lot of episodes like, oh shit, this has gotten dark. I want to see what happens next so I don't spend the night thinking this is how it's just how it is. Well.
0: You know, Jade, I tried watching Sandman, but uh, every time I just fell asleep.
1: Mm. Yeah, that—that's what happens when he punches you in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's—that's that's the only joke I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, you can get back to talking about it No uh, like there's, a normal person. Yeah, there's
1: a, you know, it—it's a decades-old comic book that's being updated and adapted to TV. And I've read, you know, enough of it that, uh, you know, I—I I know. What it's about, but yeah, I don't know. Like if it was good. I just don't know that I'm really gonna rewatch it much.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of think I really don't re- rewatch shows very often. I don't, not anymore.
1: No, it's like I don't watch, to watch like, shows uh, in general. Yeah, like if I'm gonna rewatch a show lately, it, I mean, mostly it's just like stuff on YouTube. But uh, it. For like a TV show, probably like a cartoon, like Star Trek Lower Decks or Harley Quinn, I will sometimes just watch the entire season again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I re- I rewatched um, Avatar: The Last Airbender recently, but like I hadn't seen that in like ten years, so that's I don't think that really counts.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I have lots of old. Like, older shows that I like, and I have the DVDs or Blu-rays or whatever, but I just, for whatever reason, if a show's more than a couple years old, I it gets harder to re-watch. Because when I watch it again, I'm, like, mentally back in the place I was the first time I watched it. Like, yeah. for some reason, I, I just decided to watch the Penguins of Madagascar movie again um, a few weeks ago, and... Like, it was fun, but it's like, I'm just remembering, oh yeah, I do remember when I liked, like, when this was my favorite movie of the year that it came out. And <laughs> and that was, like, 2015 or 16. So it feels like forever ago, even though it really wasn't that long ago. There's just so much stuff happening all the time that time seems to move forward. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. In- like there, there's going to be like studies done on how the pandemic <laughs> affected people's perceptions of time. Yeah, like, like um, the
1: pandemic did, but even just like me, like it, the internet and modern media culture feels like it's it's making each year feel more like this is a whole. It, it just it feels longer. You know. Yeah. Like, like you know before i had like regular internet access in like the mid 2000s i would watch stuff that's like decades old and think of it as being as like current and relevant as you know anything else that i'm watching um but now if a thing's like more than a year old it's like oh that old gem from
0: 2022 <laughs> yeah i know what you mean i mean it's it's also a thing though of like you know when you're I'd say, up until you're like I don't know, probably a teenager, yeah, um it's like your your frame of reference for you know anything that came before is skewed, like any you know a movie from the fifties isn't really any different than a movie from the seventies or eighties,
1: yeah, yeah, you don't really have the cultural context of you know why this is a product of its time,
0: yeah. And then I, I think now where, I mean, I say now, but like, I don't know, fifteen years ago, mm. when Inception came out and it was the biggest thing ever, mm. and yeah, that now barely, 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 yeah, barely anybody ever talks about it. Yeah, like people only talk about it in the context of the director's,
1: uh, um, yeah, just all like the other see, guess, stuff. stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Nolan's oeuvre.
0: Yeah, I I was looking for that word, but I lost
1: it. Yeah. 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 It's like, like any you know big blockbuster that comes out it is like everything you know the, like the the thing that gets the most talked about of the year it comes out and like like yeah I had that same you know, thought with Detective Pikachu where it's like hey everybody really you know, wouldn't shut up about this movie the year it came out and then after a year it just kind of disappeared.
0: Yeah. I mean that's I think that's also a thing with uh like specifically stuff aimed at kids mm. um where it by its nature doesn't have a lot of uh staying power.
1: Yeah, the audience grows out of it faster than uh
0: right and they they only come back to it like 10 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and try to say it's the best thing ever. Yeah,
1: like, uh, and unless it gets like a, a sequel or like some kind of noteworthy follow up, it, it you know definitely runs the risk of uh, fading faster.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm thinking of like even stuff like Endgame, right? Like that was five years ago, almost to the day. Yeah. Um, like a, a difference of a few months. That feels ancient.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, a, like the... And that reminds me, I was looking if, at upcoming if, movies, and Kung Fu Panda 4 is coming next month. And I'm looking at it like, oh wow, I remember when those movies were relevant, like, 15 years ago. And, like, I know there's still, like, a Netflix show, Kung Fu Panda, or something, but I don't have kids, so I don't watch it, so... It just i'd forgotten that series even existed even though it was at least the first two were good those movies are all like top tier yeah like i don't remember like anything about the third one aside from the premise yeah i i'd have to
0: watch it again Yeah, like i I remember a lot about the second one because that one goes into like a lot of dark places (laughs) it's like holy shit yeah um like there's, there's that one beautiful scene of <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: where like he's he's like he's like unlocking his memories of like when his whole village died and it's, it's beautiful and really sad yeah and it's like the the best thing Dreamworks has ever made
1: yeah like the I mainly remember the third one existing because the second one ends teasing like oh we're going to go to the panda village in the third one so I know the third one they went to the panda village and I remember it not I don't know it just it was something about it was disappointing compared to what I expected at the end of two
0: Yeah I know I know I watched it but I don't remember anything about it I must have I must have like been doing something when I watched it and didn't really absorb it
1: Yeah I mean I think it was it was one of those sequels that took a little bit too long to come out and so it yeah. didn't stick As well, like if a sequel takes more than three years to come out, it starts losing momentum.
0: Oh boy, Um, let me tell you about Dragon's Dogma two.
1: Well, if it it takes more than three years, it loses momentum. But then eventually, you get to a point where it becomes a legacy sequel, and then you've got your Top Gun Maverick, (laughs) that is like, well, this is like thirty years later. But also, we still have fond memories of the first one, so let's get excited. We'll build that momentum back up off of the nostalgia of a thing that has been gone for so long that now it is exciting again.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of which, Dragon's Dogma 2 comes out in about a month. Okay. So
1: So that'll be the topics of uh, most of the summer. The, the third. The third episode from now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the third episode, and then the fourth one, and the fifth one, and the sixth one. Yeah. I mean,
0: if it's that good when I'm still playing it for like four months, then fuck yeah. Mm. I I guess I should play the first one. I mean, there's not going to be any continuity, but Mm. I guess I should play the first one again. Even though I played it you know, like over a dozen times already.
1: Yeah. Actually that reminds me I the other game I've been playing, I got the Tomb Raider classic like remaster collection of one, two and three. I've never played big these games. Polygon before. boobies. Well the, they have you can switch between the old graphics and the new graphics. It is still big polygon titties, but um <laughs> it you know the textures are better and the lighting's better. Um I've never played the games before so, so I didn't know more. how bullshit the controls are, but I'm slowly yeah. making my way through it and just saving after every jump. Yeah, PS1 games are bullshit. Yeah, like the default is tank controls, and people in the the Discord have been oh, trying no. to tell me why it—you know—that's the right way to play it. There is modern <laughs> controls you can switch to, so the joystick doesn't suck, but it does kind of screw up some of like there's like a sideways jump that you could do that you can't when you're using the modern controls because. If you push sideways, you actually walk sideways like a normal person instead of uh, you know rotating like a tank.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some people also try to tell me that the first few Resident Evil games are good, yeah. and I just don't believe yeah, it. Yeah,
1: no. I I've played Resident Evil One on GameCube, and it was really hard to get through because you have to use tank controls. Like, yeah. Tank controls maybe work if you have like a good D pad. Uh, even on the Switch like Pro Controller, the D-pad's not that good, because you're supposed to play with joystick. But tank controls yeah, on joystick so it... are terrible because you go to hit sideways and it thinks you're hitting back, and now you're jumping backwards and falling off a cliff.
0: Yeah, I guess on the PlayStation controller where there's a D-pad and a Stick, yeah, like the sticks uh, were inside and the D
1: pads were up, and it was four separate buttons for the four arrows. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah, you can like di- distinctly hit which direction you want to be turning or moving. So it's not going to have all the accidental presses of a joystick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that actually
1: sounds horrible. That yeah.
0: <laughs> you say it.
1: Yeah, no. I switched to the modern controls and now it's just, you know... any because and, and then, like, the whole thing is you jump, but you have to get a run-up before you jump. And the way that worked on the default control is, like, you hold a... so there's a walk button that you can hold, and if you're holding the walk button, you won't accidentally fall off a cliff. So you hold the walk button, walk up to the edge that you want to jump, and then hit the back button... Which on tank controls lets you hop backwards, and use that to get your running start, and then you jump, and then, uh, there's also, like, an action button that you can use to grab ledges, and you have to, like, time that to hit around when you're going to hit the ledge, but it doesn't always work, and so that's why I have to, like, save before and after every major jump that I have to do, so I don't have to keep doing them over and over.
0: Yeah, that sounds annoying uh, but like that that's that's real just like ps1 games yeah like that you, you know before anybody figured out 3d movement except Mario
1: yeah yeah it's like Mario got it right away the only issue Mario had was the camera was shit um, yeah Tomb Raider is it's platforming but also it's got the tank controls and the camera is shit when you're in, like, a tight corridor. You can freely rotate it normally, but if you get into, like, a a tight area, sometimes the camera gets at a weird angle and it makes it hard to tell what direction you're going.
0: Now that you mention it, like, the the jump between camera on Super Mario 64 and Sunshine is amazing.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) Just letting you control the camera. Um, It's... And it, it, it just works.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, continue. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I mean, that that's about it. Also, yeah, I gotta be uh, wrapping up so I can get ready to go play Magic. Also gotta pre-order yep. a box. Next week, uh, the um, new Lorcana set comes out, and it has Atlantis characters. So, I'm, I'm gonna get a box of that. Because there's two versions of Kida that are at common, so I should get you know, probably multiple copies of those. And then there's one that's a legendary rare. I don't know how rare that is in Lorcana terms. Um, uh, that's the
0: swimsuit version.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's the, well, they're, I guess they're all swimsuit version because the, the two commons did the, uh, storyborn artwork, which is the version, like the official canon version. Um, there's no dreamborn version the legendary rare is the floodborn version which is it's basically her glowing form from the end of the movie except they made it gold instead of blue but there's a regular and, a, and an enchanted rare which is a, like a full art version that I'm just going to print out when there's a a good like high res image online because uh, enchanted rares apparently you get like maybe one per box of boosters and um on TCG player, they're like minimum a hundred dollars. Most of them are between a hundred and three hundred dollars. The Elsa ones like eight hundred dollars. So th- Gar- card
0: printers hate this one trick. Mm. <laughs> just print it out. Yeah,
1: I just I I mean I I'm gonna get like a high res print because I'll download it, blot out the copyright, uh, add <laughs> you know the, the bleed area into, it and then just send it off to make playing cards where they have a professional printer and they'll print it out for me because it doesn't have a copyright on it Uh, so I mean hopefully they have occasionally complained like hey this has Spider-Man on it you can't print Spider-Man and then you know I sneak it into an order later and they don't notice but I don't think I don't expect any issues with Kida I don't think anyone at the make playing card office in Hong Kong will know what Atlantis the Lost Empire is change the
0: regulator of an international bootlegging rig
1: yeah now I mean the main thing that they're concerned about usually is if you're using an official card back then they have issues because those are like you know that that's how you make like a, a fake card that can be convincing um, yeah I I just use a completely black image for the the back side of the card so on inspection any of the cards I print obviously they're fake but for gameplay purposes (laughs) they're real so who cares yeah it's just the stupid collector market that wants to put a outrageous price on a piece of paper
0: oh boy yeah I mean I'm just I'm just thinking about the Pokemon card thing from a few years ago (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my god um like I, I know magic has kind of always had that um like ridiculous secondary market yeah
1: yeah pokemon it it's all nostalgia based so it yeah. comes and goes
0: uh, I sometimes i wish pokemon didn't make all the money mm. because then they might want to make better games so. Yeah. oh well we still have five good six good generations <laughs> yeah
1: i mean i haven't kept up with the show but after like 25 years they made the show a little better i think
0: yeah, I mean, I like some of the animation, like in X, like X Y and going forward, is uh, really good.
1: Mm.
0: Like I don't, I don't know about the storylines or whatever, but uh,
1: everything right. the yeah. Ending. Any football thoughts before ending?
0: Um. Congratulations, Travis Kelsey! I hope you and Taylor Swift have a very happy. Uh, two months mm. <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, going forward, I don't know. That that's I, again. That's just me assuming that it's like a marketing thing. Yeah, I don't actually know. Even
1: if it's not a marketing thing, when once you get to that level of celebrity, you, it it's hard to keep a relationship together. It seems like.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's the off season now, so he's not. And constant training. Mm. So now he can like make public appearances with her and stuff. Mm. Now they, they can both fly in the same private jet and uh you know, ignore pollution and all that shit. Mm. But yeah, I'm done.
1: Anyway. Until <laughs> next
0: time Stay funky. The worst way to end the podcast.